Hi, and thank you for joining us on Into the Woods with Evie and Dee. We are your hosts, Evie and... It's Dee. And we are walking along our path into the woods, and we have stumbled across a passport, which, you know, kind of reminds us of vacationing and some funny stories that we have about vacations with friends and family, places we've traveled. So we're going to talk a little bit about touring and vacations along the way. And Dee has some amazing stories for some traveling she's done with her mom. So we'll pass it off to Dee and let's hear some of her fun stories here. All right. Well, over the last, I want to say about 13 years, I've been traveling all over the world. Um, And my travel partner is my mom. Um, She wants to I don't know, fill her bucket list. And ultimately, she wants to travel everywhere, um, places that I would have no interest in going to, but just want to go along for the ride. And we started out small, going to, you know, Florida, you know, on the East Coast. We're in Pennsylvania. It's cold here. We don't really have a beach around. So we're beach people. We like going to the beach and hanging out and sunbathing all day and getting completely burnt. But I remember this one year we went to um, the Tampa area and we rented a condo and it was kind of like a complex. And my mom's, you know, she's getting up there in age. You know, at this point she was in her mid sixties and we wanted to grill out and she decided she was going to, I don't know, cook vegetables on the stove in the kitchen. And this is in the, a rental and it was, it was or... a rental. Okay. <clears throat> and we, she was cooking, I think like broccoli on the stove because she loves her vegetables. And I was grilling outside. I think I was making steaks out on the grill and she came out to ask me a question that could absolutely wait until I was done. What did she ask you? Honestly, I couldn't even remember. Like, (laughs) did I want potatoes with it or something silly like that? And I didn't care. I was just like, no, I'm just going to grill here. And when it dawned on me, when she was on her way back and I'm like, mom, did you lock the door? She was like, no, I left it unlocked. I said, Mom, it automatically locks when you leave. Oh, no. And she was like, does it? And I said, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> so needless to say, we go back and the door is locked. Mind you, the oven is on. The stove is on. Oh, no. I was able to turn off the grill, which was outside. So that didn't mean anything. That was no worries, no bother. So... And we had no cell phones. Both cell phones were inside too. They okay. were. Okay. okay. So, so no way of calling anyone. So we randomly went ahead and were knocking on doors. We went up to the office to see if anybody was there. Um, were you guys wearing bathing suits? Were you oh, wearing no. robes? We, or were, <laughs> we were in shorts, t-shirts. Okay. We, had, we had already completed our day at the beach, at, at the pool and things like that. So we were... Just relaxing, having dinner while trying to relax. And we couldn't find anybody. 
anybody to let us in to call the emergency number. And so we just waited and, of course, started freaking out because we're like, we're going to burn this entire complex down, (laughs) completely burn it to the ground. How long did you wait, do you think? Probably a good 45 minutes. (gasps) So the stove and the oven. Uh Okay. And... Yeah, no form of communication. Well, finally, I was hysterical, banging on every door I could find, every door. Finally, I think a couple of units away, this gentleman came outside because he was going to smoke. And needless to say, these two people are really good friends of ours now. Um, <laughs> so shout out to Dan and Kathy. Um, so he came out and I was like, panicked and he could see the panic in my face and I was like listen I don't know your name I don't I don't know you at all I said but we have the stove and the oven on in the apartment and we're you know we locked ourselves out we don't know how to call anybody we don't know where to call and he was like okay calm down (laughs) so was he an older uh, gentleman okay he about my mom's age okay he he, um and his wife are about my mom's age So I'm freaking out, wanting his cigarette because I'm stressed beyond belief. I wanted every alcoholic beverage known to man. I can picture you just jumping on him like a little spider monkey ripping his cigarette out of his mouth. It almost (laughs) happened. It almost happened at that moment. Um, So I just, you know, left it at that. I was like, okay, he's going to help us. And he got his cell phone and then his wife came out and she was like, you know, I'll call people, you know, I'll have my husband call people, you know, just don't panic. At this point, we see smoke coming out of the kitchen windows. And I was like, oh, my God. Finally, he calls 911 and you can immediately hear the um, fire trucks coming because it's literally like a block down the road. (laughs) We could have just walked, you know, and asked some for some assistance. But by the time they got there, the smoke was pretty bad coming out of the kitchen window. and That damn broccoli. Oh, yeah. That's exactly (laughs) what it was. When the fire department got there, they, of course, removed the door from the hinges with an axe and opened the door, let us in, and the entire place was covered in smoke, and it was broccoli smoke. (laughs) I've never... I don't ever want to eat broccoli again because so that's... what does broccoli smoke smell like? <laughs> it's unfathomable. I like I can't describe it. It's it was just one of those things that you'll never forget about. Um, did were there smoke alarms in there? There were, and it did not go off. <gasps> so, of course, then my mom. What I need to let my listeners here know that my mom always comes back to how much this is going to (laughs) cost and you'll hear some expensive broccoli (laughs) you'll you'll hear that in many stories um you know to mention that she always pinches pennies this is going to cost her a ton of money and she was like we're going to have to replace the door they're going to have to replace the hinges the you know everything around everything that they destroyed and any smoke damage And I was like, you shouldn't have come outside to ask me if I wanted potatoes. (laughs) You should have just made them and let it go. But um, so, yeah, we had that incident. And to at the end of the trip and 
everything that panned out, we actually weren't held responsible because the smoke detector didn't go off. Nice. And the after hours number, nobody ever answered. Whoa. And they are supposed to answer no matter what, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So your mom got lucky there. She sure did. So ah. no money for the damages that were caused by that. So lucky enough, that was my one Florida How many days trip. left of the vacation did you still have? Did you have to like stay in the broccoli smoke? We did. Stench? And I want to say another week because we usually oh. take our vacations <laughs> for two weeks. So we, we were there, but we made the best best of friends because <laughs> we ended up hanging out with the um, couple that we met that saved us. Um, probably saved their own lives too. But Did you eat out for the rest of the trip? <laughs> <laughs> I think we may have, or we just stuck with like, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, <laughs> something that did not require any kind of stove or oven usage. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, a definitely a good experience. <laughs> it said no one ever. <laughs> but yeah, I have that story. Um, and along with, <clears throat> you know, going through and traveling the world, my mom and I also went last year, we went to Iceland. And beautiful, beautiful trip. If anybody's ever wanted to go to Iceland or even thought about it, I recommend it immensely. What time of the year did you go? We went in the fall. So it was end of September, early October. Um, mostly, I think we just ended in the beginning of October. So it wasn't um, wasn't too cold. But it was, I mean, it's cold there. And uh, it was really a beautiful trip. But as I had said earlier... My mom isn't a spring chicken. You know, at that point, she was 70 years old. But your mom is in general great health she, for, for being 70. She is. And I'll give her that. She is a spry little thing. And I give her tons of props. But a lot of the activities that she decides that she wants to plan, because these are her trips, they are for people that are in their 20s and 30s <laughs> not 70s and at that point I was not in the best health I was overweight and the trips she had decided she wanted to go on the 12 mile hike up a volcano for the woman who has trouble walking up a flight of steps 12 miles 12 miles up yes up oh okay and it was an active volcano Oh, so okay. I opted for no for that one. <laughs> and, you know, she, again, older things that we don't think about when we're going on vacation is our bladder size. Were there like porta potties on the way? No. Up? Okay. There's no, there's no, there's no place to pull off. There's no rest areas and finding bathrooms while you're traveling is really few and far between and they tell you that in every travels like traveler almanac you can find <laughs> for this particular country and i had told her you know we might not want to think about taking like long day trips um we had rented a car and her our plan was to go different areas each day we were there for two weeks travel here you know go couple of hours travel look around see what we want to do and at least we'd be near the hotel things like that i was trying to think rationally 
if I was in her position. So, so for this volcano hike, oh God. was that an extra charge? Yes. Okay. It was. It was an extra charge. You were escorted by like a world-renowned hiker. Oh boy! And were there a lot of people? Yes, there hmm. were a lot of people. Um, we decided before we try, would try the volcano that we were going to go on this other trip. It was to see some gla- like uh, I think it was a an old glacier. Um, and you had to walk up, oh, probably the equivalent of five stories. Hmm. And yeah, I couldn't get up half of that. My mom watched me from a quarter of the way up. <laughs> and I was like, if I got back down after she obviously didn't make it up with me, um, even to the halfway point, I said, you might want to rethink the 12 mile hike up to the volcano. And she was like, okay, which is fine. She, um, she rescheduled or she, I'm sorry, she canceled that trip and she decided we would do a helicopter trip. Oh, that sounds fun. It was great. It was an excellent time. Um, we saw a lot. I have never, I had never been in a helicopter before, so it was definitely an experience. Um, so, I mean, we had that and, I mean, we started the trip. I remember when I called you and I was just like, we just got to the airport and it was the first thing my mom did. She forgot her purse, which had all of our cash, our credit cards, her passport in it, in the bathroom. In the bathroom in the airport, In the airport. We're talking Newark. Newark International Airport. Airport. And it was just sitting there and she was like, where's my purse? And I'm like, I don't know. I said, did you leave it in the bathroom? Let me go check. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's not going to be there. It was, thankfully, in the exact same place she left it. How much cash do you think was in her purse? A couple thousand dollars. Oh, my God. At least. And then all of her credit cards. And so by some miracle, how long was it It before she realized that she was missing her purse? She probably It probably was only about 10 minutes. Wow. But that's still 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And you know other people. She left it in the stall. On the toilet paper wow. thing. And you know people had been in there because there was a line to right, get in there. Right. Wow. So she got lucky. So somebody And that's was, how your trip started. That was that was how it started. So <laughs> I knew it was going to be filled with lots of fun anecdotes and all these little stories. It was definitely interesting. I'm trying to think what else happened. Um oh goodness. Oh, her other planned excursions. So Iceland is known for the vast terrain. Um, You have everything from desert-like, you know, to icebergs, to um, this beautiful landscapes. And she really wanted to see like every waterfall. That's right. Every waterfall that the entire country had. I remember Deanna chatting me and saying she wants to go see another waterfall, but you have to drive everywhere and it's far. So by the time you go see the waterfall, right, that's like you're pretty much your entire day because of your drive back. If I remember correctly. That is correct. And 
I would have thought that if you're planning out a trip and all these places you wanted to see, plan the trip accordingly. I'm going to, I'm in this town. There's, you know, in a certain amount of area, there's five waterfalls. Let's check out those five that day. And so, so in the middle, almost towards the end of our trip, there was this waterfall with this hot springs that she absolutely wanted to see. (laughs) And I was like, okay. Needless to say, it was raining that day. It was extremely cold. And Iceland, like most of Europe that I've driven in, no shoulders. There's t- the roads are like the sidewalks here in the States. <laughs> That's how wide they are. So it's just, it's really hard to maneuver on a dry, sunny day, let alone it being a wet, nasty, cold windy day now was it like pouring rain or no, just it's just steady just steady like drizzle and then it would just be a steady rain and then drizzle it fade off and but it was just constant and then get warmer in spots you get a little bit of fog so it was and then you have no idea where you're going you're placing your life mm-hmm. <laughs> on gps on siri telling me where i'm going she had no idea either um but my mom wanted to go to this waterfall. And I was like, okay, where is it? She was like, I don't know. I was like, all right, well, what's the name of it? Of course, we can't pronounce any of their names. So we ended up, I had to Google it. And I was like, oh, it's four hours away. <laughs> I said, mom, you know, this is going to be like a minimum eight hour trip to see one waterfall. She was like, well, then we don't have to do it. And I was like, I didn't say that. I And I say that a lot. Um, <laughs> I said, we can go. I said, I'm just kind of giving you a forewarning. It's a four-hour trip to get there. I don't know if there's any bathrooms on the way. Um, so I just want to kind of prepare you. I'll be good. And I was like, okay. So we'll get in the car and we drive. And we follow the GPS. And the GPS tells us to turn here and turn there. And by the time it's all said and done, I'm like in a field mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, I don't see anything. So I turn around. And of course, recalculating. Like how long had you been driving at that point? For probably four hours, 15 minutes. Oh, man. And of course, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it, but I had to go to the bathroom. And um, she... she I went, turned around, recalculating, and the recalculating had me go completely different. And I was like, where the hell is it taking me? (laughs) It tells me I've arrived. There's nothing there. There's like a cow and like two sheep in the middle of the (laughs) the field. And I was like, I'm still really confused. Turn around again, recalculating to a different route. Finally, I was just like, I'm turning this off. I'm resetting everything. I'm going to just drive around. So I drove around this little town that was near where we were supposed to be turned the GPS back on and it had started to rain a little less. So I was able to see a little bit more as we're driving, driving, driving. Finally, I see this tiny little homemade sign. I swear it was made with like crayons and construction paper. I swear (laughs) it on somebody's driveway of all things with an arrow pointing. And then the name of the waterfall, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of it, but it 
I never would have seen it. My mom didn't see it. And it just happened to like, I glanced over and I'm like, oh, well, this waterfall is literally behind somebody's house. So I'm like up on their property, driving down this dirt road on the back of somebody's property. And then you see like little parking spots. And then it's another two mile walk from the parking area. Oh my God. So now you've been driving for what, about five hours? Uh, About four and a half by the time it was all done. And then a two hour walk. And I had to go to the bathroom. And I was like, I'm going to stay in the car. You can go ahead and walk to the, see the waterfall. And she was like, but I don't know where to go. And I'm like, (laughs) follow the sound. (laughs) You can hear it. I'm pretty sure I opened my door and I certainly could hear it. So I knew it was a big waterfall if I could hear the water falling. But yeah, there was that. And then she went, looked at it, took some pictures and uh, got back in the car. She was like, okay, I'm ready to go. And I was like, so how long did it take her to do that? 30 minutes. Literally 30 minutes. So you drove for four and a half hours for a 30 for minute 30 trip. minutes and then had to drive back. Four and a half hours. And that back. was one day of your trip. Yep. Yeah. Was it a pretty waterfall at least? (laughs) I didn't really tell because I didn't get – I might have gone maybe 50 yards from the car. Were there hot springs? uh, If they were, I didn't know about it because I didn't didn't check them out. There were signs saying they were, you know, made out of construction paper and crayons. But um, it was – there were signs there. I did not check it out though. And uh, that was – So how was your car ride back to the hotel? Very quiet. (laughs) It was a very quiet, relaxing. I jammed to whatever songs were on my phone, on one of the many um, playlists that I had. Did your mom take a nap on the way back? I don't want to talk about that. Did she? She sure did. She <laughs> fell asleep. I'm exhausted. But nope, she fell asleep. And then when she woke up, I was like, how's your nap? <laughs> to be that asshole. <laughs> did, she, did she sleep for the entire trip back? Maybe about half the trip. Oh, wow. So while you were falling asleep and tired oh, yeah. and did all the driving, she got to see her her waterfall. And she did. I'm, I'm just, took a little nappy nap. She did. She got to relax. <laughs> no worries. I was, it was definitely, that was an interesting day when it came to Iceland last year. But, um, and so, yeah, that was some of the memorable moments. Believe me, all the other we did have a lot of good moments, but those are the ones you always think about the bad ones. Right. Well, the bad moments are what kind of pops out first <sighs> when you think about, oh, that trip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it was devastating. We've had some really good adventures and that one, those are the little things that always stick in my mind. So now every time I go on vacation, I'm like, where's, where's your passport? Where are your credit cards? Where's your wallet? Did you buy her a fanny pack so that she won't leave her purse somewhere? No, I'm sure that'll hurt her hips or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I mean, I have my SpongeBob one. I can loan her and see if she'll use it. I doubt it. I think that'll be a good idea for next trip. Oh, when, where are we going? Oh, that's right. We don't want to talk about that trip. <laughs> uh, trip I will die on. Anyway, um, and then this past year when we went to um, Ireland and Scotland, that trip was definitely memorable. Um, before we left, so the trip started, um, we went, we were going to do 10, 10, no, I'm sorry, 10 days in Scotland and five days in Ireland. We had been to Ireland before. I really enjoyed going to Ireland when we went. 
Um, we went for my 40th. I loved it. Beautiful. And I wanted to experience it again before, you know, we possibly can't travel anymore. So we went, <clears throat> did that. We booked that. And maybe a week or two, week or two before we left. Now, the, the trip was planned to spend a certain amount of time in each area. We were driving, um, but we weren't going to get our rental car until after we left Edinburgh. And we were going to spend three days there at the start of our trip. So about a week or two before we left, my mom called me and she was like, hey, instead of having to, you know, go find a taxi to take us to the um, hotel when we first get there. Why don't we just pick up the rental car and we can go from there um, and then we'll have the rental car. We won't have to worry about going back to the airport three days later, getting the rental car and then taking the rest of the trip. And I was like, I mean, that's fine with me. Is there parking for at the hotel? Did you find out? Because we've had issues where there's no parking. And she was like, oh, yeah, there's parking right across the street. And I was like, okay, you know, then we'll pick up the car. So we got to the airport. We picked up our car. We proceeded to the hotel and the GPS, of course, took us every which way but to the hotel. There's no street signs anywhere. <laughs> um, there's one-way streets and construction everywhere. Oh, it was horrible horrible i had no idea where i was going i circled the place like three times before i realized that we had passed the hotel and when we finally got there i was like where's the parking area and my mom's like it's right across the street i said mom that's not a parking area that's a park <laughs> and i mean not like where you can uh, get to park your car and like hike around no it was literally like a park. There was nothing but grass. So she misread it. She <laughs> thought it said parking and it actually just said park. It did. <laughs> so she, so we went in, we double parked and we went into the hotel and it was a and b It was a bed and breakfast. And so she went in and I was, I stayed in the car because we were double parked and I didn't want to get a fine. And the, my mom came out, she said, so there is no parking at the hotel. We would have to either pay for parking on the street or we would have to find a, a parking area. So I looked at the streets and the streets recently, by the time we got there, made it so that it was permit only parking on all of the streets in the entire city. You actually had to buy a permit. So I was like, okay, what do we do? The nearest parking area was three miles away across a bridge that had no handrails it was literally an open bridge because they were in the middle of doing construction <laughs> so day one was I, there a waterfall <laughs> <laughs> not that i noticed okay, okay. <laughs> there could have been um so yeah i was like what do we do what do you want me to do and my mom's like i don't know i don't know what you want me to do either and i was like well you know what i'm parking on the street I said, I don't care if there's no part uh, there's no permit for us. I was like, let's see what happens on day one. So day one came, we had the car parked there. We came out the next morning. We had a parking fine. 
So we had talked to the people at the B&B and they had given us, it looked like complimentary parking passes for different instances that you could use for certain amount increments during the day. So certain time periods. And the lady that ran the B&B was like, here, you can have these and um, you can utilize these. Just put them in your, your dash, on your dash, on your front window. So we got the ticket, tried to figure out how much it cost. It ended up being 100 pounds, which was like 116 Oh my god! For gosh. U.S. dollars. So that was probably for like, what, nine hours of parking? Yeah. Okay. So we put these new passes in the car. Did you just tape all of them to the dashboard we, and hope for the best? We did. Okay. We did. Okay. And the <laughs> next day we came out to another parking ticket. And that was because when we put the passes in, it was off by three minutes with the timing that was on there. <laughs> Another hundred dollars. Ooh. And then the third day, again, same thing. So we ended up paying almost three hundred dollars for parking for but, a car that we didn't even use. But there was parking across the street. At the park. <laughs> At the park. You could just park in the grass. <laughs> so we could have saved our money for the rental and not had to pay. But, okay, park, parking. She forgot the ING. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so that was the first one. But the first night, my mom and I share a room. And I, the, the first thing we wanted to do after – being awake for almost 24 hours, we wanted to sleep and we wanted to shower. Right. And of course eat because we hadn't had a decent meal. So the first thing we, we did when we actually got into the hotel was we needed, I wanted a shower. That's all I cared about. So I was like, mom, go take a shower. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to charge all my electronics and then we'll go out to dinner after I take a shower. She was like, okay. So she has this habit. She has hair, very short hair, pixie haircut, but she ultimately needs to curl her hair. I don't know why. Stepping back into the 80s? Yeah, she's done it all my life. Okay. And hair dryer. We always have to use a hair dryer, even though her hair will dry within like 30 seconds. So does she travel with her personal hair dryer and curling iron? Curling iron, yes. Hair dryer. We have to book hotels or B&Bs that have hair dryers okay. in them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Again, we're in uh, Scotland at this point, and we have to use adapters for anything that we have plugs in because their um, electrical outlets are different than ours. I'm sorry. I think that I would forget that every single time. <coughs> you'll remember. Once you do it, <laughs> you'll remember. You bring the little adapter set with you. And so she decided she was going to heat up her curling iron. And when she plugged it in, she decided to put it on a paper cardboard box to warm up and then go take a shower. I wasn't really paying attention. I was looking at my phone, charging, doing something, taking pictures, I'm sure. You probably were chatting me. Probably. (laughs) And all of a sudden, I smell 
something burning. And I'm like, what the hell is that smell? And I Broccoli. Look- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have this thing about burning things. And I look over and I see smoke coming off of the curling iron. So go running over there. And this curling iron is literally melted in half. Oh. The cardboard started smoking because it started to catch on fire. I don't know what to do at this point. So I screamed at my mom, who's in the, the bathroom. She was done taking a shower at this point. And I'm like, Mom! And she was like, what? I was like, open the fucking door! <laughs> I grabbed this melted plastic metal rod <laughs> and this paper, and I run across the room, around the beds, into the bathroom, and I throw it into the tub. And she's like, what happened? And I had to look at her with as much restraint as I could. And I said, first and foremost, paper or cardboard, when it gets hot, it can catch on fire. (laughs) I said, so don't put your hot curling iron on a cardboard box. Oh, she's like, well, did you just break it in half? And I said, oh, no, look at it. It's melted in half. I don't understand. How did that happen? What we think happened was that the voltage, the amperage that's in their outlets was too much for my mom's dollar store. (laughs) (laughs) Curling iron, excuse me. Got it. (laughs) So I think it was just like way, way too much power here. And it just was like, "Mm," lost its will to live. And literally right where the plastic hits the metal round piece, it that's where it snapped what color, and melted. What color was the curling iron? Originally? Yeah. White with the stainless steel. Okay. Okay. But, okay. And I, I just need the mental picture of a of a bent. Yeah. It, and it wasn't one of the ones that had like the clips. To, you know how you usually. Uh-huh. So it had just like a little plastic oh, clippy thing. Okay. And when it hit the plastic, it just melts in half. It was quite uh, the start of the day. Um, And then everything that happened, you know, she didn't curl her hair. She was very upset. She didn't have a curling iron for the rest of the trip. It could have been disastrous. Do you have any pictures of her with non-curled hair? I do. (gasps) But she wore a hat. It was cold there. So she wore a hat. Like, it mattered. No. So she was going to wear a hat anyway. She was. Oh. (laughs) I guess it must be like just the performing of the curling of the hair that is just it's part of her way you know wow so that night obviously we're exhausted after dinner um we had to walk to dinner finally i was just like we're ubering back i can't walk anymore i'm exhausted we got back to the b&b got into our room and i passed the hell out passed out and Next morning, I woke up and I swear my mom was sitting on the side of the on side of her bed staring at me. (laughs) Was she holding her dead curling iron in her hands? I I don't think so because I was still half asleep and I was like, woke up and I looked up and I was like, what's wrong? She said, I couldn't sleep. You were snoring so much. Oh boy. And I was like, mom, I've snored forever. Nothing's changed. She's like, it was really bad. I couldn't sleep. And I was like, you were asleep when I when I fell asleep. She was like, I couldn't snore. I, I couldn't sleep because you were snoring. And I was like, okay, I snore. I get it. I don't snore that loud. 
Even, no, you don't. Even no. Kim, she, we've we've shared hotel rooms. You do not. I can outsnore you any day, <laughs> any day. So, <laughs> so she was like, "I need to go pick up earplugs," and I was like, "Are you serious? Like, do you want me to sleep outside? I mean, I don't want to disturb your slumber." <laughs> But, I mean, I can stop breathing if you want. I don't know how to remedy this. And I don't know if we can find earplugs either. I'm sure we can. She's like, oh, just I, now I'm going to be miserable because I haven't slept. And I was like, oh, my God. So I'm sure she would get some sleep on one of the many excursions that you can take that requires four hours of driving. Yeah, I definitely could have done that. But, you know, that's how our trip started. The rest of the trip, we had our moments, but for the most part, we were good. You know, after that, we we did travel around. We saw a lot of things, um, beautiful areas, ate a lot of food, um, a lot of <laughs> which got her sick, um, which I felt bad for. But, you know, things happen. She got drunk. That was another <laughs> reason why she was drinking way too much. But we had a great time, ultimately. Um yeah, that's, that's where I'm at for that. Do you have any <laughs> fun stories? Well, I can recall a trip that we took. And why did we go there to pick up Freddie? Freddie. Okay. So, you know, Dion and I, we love animals. And, you know, some people will call us crazy cat ladies because we are. We, we readily admit that. However, um, about, is it 10 years ago or so? Yeah. Um, we were part of a rescue, local rescue here. And we came across, you know, we've, we've met a lot of people along the way through that rescue. We've met some great people, but we came across another rescue group in North Carolina. And she also had puppies that she had rescued from a situation. And one of those puppies, well, two of those puppies actually, we saw the looks on their faces and we just, we saw their little eyes and I thought to myself, I need to have this puppy. I need to adopt this puppy. Never mind that I already have a house full of animals. I need to go get this puppy. Hey, Deanna, are you ready for a road trip? Let's go. Because Deanna has to, she's my chauffeur everywhere. Okay. And, uh, so Deanna's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's go. So, we drove down to North Carolina. Now, when I say we drove down to North Carolina, I don't mean I do any driving because I had recently had an eye surgery, if I'm not mistaken, right. maybe a week before or, yeah, or something, something like that. It was it was relatively recent surgery. I do have glaucoma and I've had a ton of eye surgery. So this was after one of those eye surgeries. And so we had a friend along as well. And so between Deanna and this other friend, they were going to do the driving. And I was miserable in the back seat, suffering from after eye surgery pain. But nonetheless, you know, we were headed down to North Carolina. North Carolina is how long of a drive? It's approximately six hours. I think we got there in like seven because we stopped. Um, I, I used to get there in a shorter amount of time when I went to college, but... Um, yeah, it's usually about seven hours is what we got there. So okay. it wasn't horrible. If I remember correctly, because I was sleeping quite a bit because I was in pain, but it was raining, right, on the way down? Until we got to North Carolina. But most of the time we went through, like, 
Delaware and Maryland and Virginia, it was raining. But it was when we hit the the border between Virginia and North Carolina, it had gotten sunny. Because okay. I remember I took a picture of the Welcome to North Carolina sign. Okay. So when we stopped at the hotel, that was a pit stop before we made it to our destination, right? No, we were going the next day for Freddie. So we were actually just going to the hotel. Right. So we were staying at the hotel and then the following morning we were going to pick up the dog, yes, right? Yes. The, the two dogs. Yes. Okay. So I'm try I'm sorry, listeners. I'm just trying to get my my memory here. Uh, so we stop at this hotel and it's late, right? And if I remember correctly, when we walk, start walking into the lobby, they're pulling a body out, right? Yeah, there was an ambulance outside. There was an ambulance and they were bringing somebody out on a, a stretcher. stretcher. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, oh, great, this, <laughs> this isn't good, you know. And, and we got in the pool too, right? Um, once we got up to the room, we put our stuff down and we went to the pool and um, I think we ate dinner there. Okay. So we didn't get there so late that we couldn't eat no. dinner or get in the pool. And we went to the beach too. We walked the beach. We That's right. That's hour. right. We did. We did. Okay. So we had a little bit of fun considering it was going to be just a very short trip to pick up the dogs and then turn around and drive right back to Pennsylvania. So that night after dinner... After, you know, after seeing the body coming out and (laughs) after dinner and after the pool time and make it back to the room, obviously the two drivers, Deanna and our friend, were exhausted because they had taken turns driving. Or I don't know if Deanna drove straight through herself because she was in that frame of mind. I don't really remember. I think she drove maybe a little bit, but I, I was mainly behind the wheel. Yeah. They were exhausted. I was exhausted from stupid eye surgery and painkillers. So we were all tired. We really just wanted to turn in and go to bed. So I wanted to get a shower. And I think I was the last one to shower. You were, correct. So meanwhile, the two of them are like passing out on the beds and I go in to get a shower. Now I'm in the shower and I hear... The phone ring, the phone ringing, ringing, ring, ring, ring. I'm like, why the hell aren't they answering? Who the hell is calling our room? But they, neither one of them were answering. And I was, th- I thought, okay, well, wrong number or whatever. We all have cell phones. Like who's going to be calling the hotel room? And they didn't answer it. I thought, okay, they, they're asleep. They're passed out. They're so tired. But I'm slow as molasses in the shower because I can't, I couldn't really bend over or lean over because of my eye surgery. So it took me extra long in the shower. I hear the phone ring again, maybe a couple of minutes later. And again, neither one of them are answering this phone. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe they left me and maybe they went out and they didn't take their keys and they're trying to call the room. I don't know. Let me hurry up and get out of this damn shower Um, because now I'm getting spooked thinking that they left me because there is another story where they both left me one time too in in a hotel room by myself, which (laughs) we won't get into that right now. I'm still kind of bitter about that one. So I'm trying to hurry up in the shower, finish up. I'm done in the shower and I walk into the room and they're both passed out. 
on the bed. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go back in the bathroom and I'm like, okay, let me finish drying off my hair or something. And all of a sudden there is pounding on the hotel room door. Hello, is everything okay in there? And I'm thinking, what the hell? Mind you, they're both still passed the hell out on the beds. And I'm thinking, okay, are they drugged? Do they not hear any of this? Everything was so loud. Ma'am, are you okay? Ma'am, pound, 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 pound. Now, we've all heard those horror stories of people imitating people in hotels and, you know, women getting attacked or, or people just in general getting attacked. Now, I didn't want to open the door. So I looked through the people and I'm like, hello? And then at this point, now I turn around and I start like smacking the two of them. Like, wake the hell up. Wake the hell up. What is wrong with you guys? What? What's going on, Evie? What's going on? Pam, pam, ma'am, are you okay in there? Are you okay? And I'm like, just a second. And I didn't know what to say. And they're like, we just want to make sure you're okay in there. We tried calling. We got a call from your room. But nothing. So we wanted to come check and make sure you were okay. Guys, nobody called from our room. They were both asleep. I was in the shower. And I had to explain to the door. The guy said, you don't have to open the door. If you're okay, then you're okay. Who the hell called from our room? And they called 911. They called 911, yes. So it got traced back to, obviously, the 911 call center who called the hotel front lobby and that's what prompted them to come visit our room. I was, I actually thought the phone ringing was in my dream. (laughs) That's what I, I I was like, and I even said that to you and to a friend. I was like, I thought that was part of my dream. You both thought it was part of your dream. And there I was freaking (laughs) out in the shower thinking that somehow when we went to dinner or you guys were drugged somehow and, you know, there's pounding on the door. I'm I'm like one-eyed here. I couldn't see out of one eye. And what is happening? And then after all was said and done, I looked at both of them and I'm like, who the hell called 911? <laughs> like, what is it? No, nobody called. So that mystery was never solved. Nope. Never solved. And that was... That was a spooky encounter for sure. Yeah. And um, so that that trip that always, you know, pops up into my head when I think of traveling and some of our fun adventures together because mm-hmm. that was really eerie. Yeah. And our listeners have to understand, I am a scaredy cat. This is Evie. I am a scaredy cat. I love horror everything. I love reading horror novels. I love watching horror movies. But geez, when I'm faced with something, I am terrified and I will freeze in fear. And if we're ever in a situation and we're in a group together where we're in danger, just push me into the danger and save yourself (laughs) because I will hold you all back. I will not be able to move. I will not be able to scream. I will not be able to react. I just stand there like the stupid people in horror movies and become a victim. Yeah. We've all had good times. You know, as <laughs> scary as that was, I mean, remember when we went to Salem Ugh. and my hissy fit that I threw like I was a five-year-old child? 
So we went to Salem. We have about maybe five minutes left. So go ahead and tell the Salem trip here. I only remember parts of it because I was too pissed off. But ultimately, we were looking for some place to eat one night or one day. I think it was midday. And I was starving. We all were hungry. I was hangry. Yeah. That was when the- when Dee gets hangry, she gets hangry, guys. And I was just like, I need food. And I didn't care where the hell we ate. We could have eaten at somebody's grandmother's house. I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> but we had the dogs with us. And we had to make sure that wherever we ate was pet friendly. I will give that I will give that much to Salem. They that is a huge pet friendly town. They are. They are. And we lucked out. It was a beautiful day or evening and they had outdoor seating, so um we had the dogs with us in the stroller and we you know sat down and I don't remember what I ordered. But ultimately, I think the waitress hated me right off the the bat. You were hangry. I she was, felt it. She did. She had to have. <laughs> because it started with our drinks. I just wanted water. She came around and gave water to you and our friend. And to the dogs. And to the dogs. <laughs> and I got no water. And I think you guys actually got other beverages. I just wanted water. I did not receive my water. You ordered a salad. That was that was next. Yes. Yes. And so Ultimately, I got no water. So, of course, my second language is sarcasm. And I was extremely, I was a Karen. I was ultimate Karen. You were Karen. And it started off with me saying, God, this water is so good right now. (laughs) I was, and being loud and obnoxious and, oh, this is the best water ever. It's so cold. I love it. It's so refreshing. And our listeners have to understand mm. that when Dee gets like this, we offered her some of our drinks and she refused it's, because it's not the point. It's not the point. It's not the point. Go ahead. My meal, I ordered a salad. <laughs> I just wanted a salad. I I was I guess on a diet at that point and I just wanted water and a salad. It's all I cared about. And still didn't get my water and ultimately our meals came out my salad came out and my salad had no dressing (laughs) and that was like what put the nail in the coffin and i made a fool of myself and uh, with my friends and i was pretty much said when did salads come without dressing where's the effing dressing and i i really did i she did she said i'm gonna choke on my freaking salad and i don't even have water to wash it down with sure did (laughs) i ultimately ate my dry salad i think she did finally come back with some some dressing um i think i stole evie's water she had something else to drink anyway and we were able to complete our meals, but it was an impressionable day, an event that I still get told about. And <laughs> anytime you're offered a drink or a salad, do you want your dressing? Do you have your dressing? <laughs> Are you sure you want water? I'll end the segment with the, the next part of our Salem trip. Um, 
before when I was talking about the North Carolina incident, uh, I mentioned that that Salem story was for another time, but we'll mention it now. So again, the three of us went to Salem with the dogs and, you know, we stayed in a nice little hotel, um, quaint little hotel. It had like a little courtyard. It was very, almost like you were at somebody's home. Kind of like a B&B, but not really. Almost like a B&B, right. So... Deanna and our friend decided, you know, again, I was in the shower. Okay. I like taking showers, apparently. <laughs> and so they decided that they were going to go outside and smoke and take the dogs with them while I was in the shower. So unbeknownst to me, I was alone in this hotel room. But again, it wasn't really like a hotel. I think it was the Salem Inn. That's where we yes. stayed. So if you guys want to look it up, look up the Salem Inn. I, I still highly recommend going there and actually staying there. It's close to downtown. It was close to every, walking distance. It, it's fantastic. However, um, it is haunted as hell. Okay. <laughs> I'm in the shower. I didn't know that I was by myself. And I get out of the shower and it's steamy in the bathroom, and I see something written in the steam in the mirror. I do not recall what was written on the mirror. I don't remember. I think either. I blocked it out. <laughs> but I didn't know that I was by myself at this time either. So I thought that one of them had, you know, snuck in there and, and were trying to spook me because that was the point of going to Salem, right? We wanted haunted attractions. We wanted to be creeped out. And... I wasn't really freaked out until I opened that bathroom door and I was like, all right, guys, who did this? And there was nobody in there. And I looked back in the bathroom and the writing was gone. It wasn't because the steam was no longer on the mirror or anything. Everything was there except the writing was completely gone. So I quick got dressed and booked the hell out of that room. And found them in the courtyard laughing and giggling. There I am. The hell is wrong with you two? We're back in North Carolina, apparently. Okay? I'm surprised you weren't sleeping. This time, I told them about the writing in the mirror. Of course, nothing was there and there was no proof and I didn't take a picture. So, I don't know what it was all about. Um, there were other spooky situations that happened in that room. Uh, but I think we're just at the end of our segment. Another time. Uh, yeah. So that'll be a story for another time. And uh, we want to thank our listeners again. I hope you're enjoying our experiences and our stories. And uh, give us a like and a follow on Facebook, Into the Woods with EVND. That's Y-V-E and D-E-E. And uh, we are on Instagram and Facebook again. Again, we would like to thank Pama Media for hosting our podcast on their channel. Give them a like and a follow as well. We appreciate it. Also, provide us any feedback on Facebook and Instagram, and we'll give you a shout out as well. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. And have a good evening. Bye. Bye.